0: letter sixty of pamela volume two this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by julia niedemeyer pamela volume two by samuel richardson letter sixty from miss danford to lady danford my honored mamma you cannot conceive how you and my dear Papa have delighted my good Mrs B, and obliged her Mr B, by the permission you have given me to attend her till the important hour shall be over with her; for she is exceedingly apprehensive, and one can hardly blame her, since there is hardly such another happy couple in the world. I am glad to hear that the ceremony is over, so much to both your satisfactions, May this matrimony be but a tenth part as happy as that I am witness to here. And Mr. and Mrs. Murray will have that to boast of, which few married people have, even among those we call happy. For my part, I believe I shall never care to marry at all. For, though I cannot be so deserving as Mrs. B., yet I shall not bear to think of a husband much less excellent than hers. Nay. By what I see in her apprehensions, and conceive of the condition she hourly expects to be in, I don't think a lady can be requited with a less worthy one, for all she is likely to suffer on a husband's account, and for the sake of his family and name. Mrs. Andrews, a discreet worthy soul as ever I knew, and who in her aspect and behaviour is far from being a disgrace even to Mr. B.'s lady, is with her dear daughter, "'to her no small satisfaction, as you may suppose. "'Mr. B. asked my advice yesterday "'about having in the house a midwife "'to be at hand at a moment's warning. "'I said I feared the sight of such a person would terrify her, "'and so he instantly started an expedient "'of which her mother, Mrs. Jervis, and myself approved, "'and have put into practice. "'For this day, Mrs. Harris, a distant relation of mine, "'though not of yours,' sir and madam is arrived from essex to make me a visit and mr b has prevailed upon her in compliment to me as he pretended to accept of her board in his house while she stays in town which she says will be about a week mrs b took a liking to her at first sight and is already very familiar with her and understanding that she was a doctor of physics lady and takes as much delight in administering to the health of her own sex as her husband used to do to that of both. Mrs. B. says it is very fortunate that she has so experienced a lady to consult, as she is such a novice in her own case. Mr. B., however, to carry on the honest imposed to the better, just now, in presence of Mrs. Harris and Mrs. Andrews and me, asked the former if it was not necessary to have in the house the good woman. This frighted Mrs. B., who turned pale, and said she could not bear the thoughts of it. Mrs. Harris said it was highly necessary that Mrs. B., if she would not permit the gentlewoman to be in the house, should see her, and that then, she apprehended, there would be no necessity, as she did not live far off, to have her in the house, since Mrs. B. was so uneasy upon that account. Displeased Mrs. B. much. "'and Mrs. Thomas was admitted to attend her. "'Now you must know that this is the assistant of my new relation, "'and she being apprised of the matter, came. "'But never did I see so much shyness and apprehension "'as Mrs. B. showed all the time Mrs. Thomas was with her, "'holding sometimes her mother, sometimes Mrs. Harris, by the hand, "'and being ready to sweat with terror. "'Mrs. Harris scraped acquaintance with Mrs. Thomas,' who, pretending to recollect her, gave Mrs. Harris great praises, which increased Mrs. B's confidence in her, and she undertakes to govern the whole so that the dreaded Mrs. Thomas need not come till the very moment, which is no small pleasure to the over-nice lady. And she seems every hour to be better pleased with Mrs. Harris, who, by her prudent talk, will more and more familiarize her to the circumstance, unaware to herself in a manner. But notwithstanding this precaution of a midwife in the house, Mr. B. intends to have a gentleman of the profession in readiness, for fear of the worst. Mrs. B. has written a letter with this superscription, to the ever-honoured and ever-dear Mr. B., with prayers for his health, honour, and prosperity in this world, and everlasting felicity in that to come. P. B. "'It is sealed with black wax, "'and she gave it me this moment "'on her being taken ill "'to give to Mr. B. if she dies. "'But God, of his mercy, "'avert that, "'and preserve the dear lady "'for the honour of her sex "'and the happiness of all who know her, "'and particularly for that "'of your Polly Darnford. "'For I cannot have a greater loss, "'I am sure, "'while my honoured papa and mamma are living. "'And may that be for many,' very many happy years. I will not close this letter till all is over. Happily, as I hope. Mrs. B is better again and has occasionally made some fine reflections directing herself to me, but designed for the benefit of her Polly on the subject of the inconsideration of some of our sex with regard to the circumstances she is in. I knew what her design was and said, I, Polly, let you and I, and every single young body bear these reflections in mind, pronounced by so excellent a lady, in a moment so arduous as these. The girl wept, and very movingly fell down by the door on her knees, praying to God to preserve her dear lady, and she should be happy for ever. Mrs. B is exceedingly pleased with my near relation, Mrs. Harris, as we call her, who behaves with so much prudence that she suspects nothing and told Mrs. Jervis she wished nobody else was to come near her. And as she goes out, being a person of eminence in her way, two or three times a day, and last night stayed out late, Mrs. B. said she hoped she would not be abroad when she should wish her to be at home. I have the very great pleasure, my dear Papa and Mamma, to acquaint you, and I know you will rejoice with me upon it, that just half an hour ago my dear Mrs. B., was brought to bed of a fine boy, we are all out of our wits for joy almost I ran down to Mr. B myself, who received me with trembling impatience. A boy, a fine boy, dear mr b said i a son and heir indeed, but how does my Pamela is she safe? Is she like to do well? We hope so, said I "'or I had not come down to you, I'll assure you.' "'He folded me in his arms, in a joyful rapture. "'How happy you make me, dearest Miss Darnford! "'If my Pamela is safe, the boy is welcome. "'Welcome indeed. "'But when may I go up to thank my jewel?' "'Mrs. Andrews is so overjoyed and so thankful "'that there is no getting her from her knees.' A man and horse is dispatched already to Lady Davis, and another ordered to Kent to the good old man. Mrs. Jervis, when I went up, said she must go down and release the good folks from their knees, for, half an hour before, they declared they would not stir from that posture till they heard how it went with the lady. And when the happy news was brought to him of her safety and of a young master, they were quite ecstatic, she says, in their joy, and not a dry eye among them. "'shaking hands and congratulating one another, men and maids, "'which made it one of the most affecting sights that can be imagined. "'And Mr. Longman, who had no power to leave the house for three days past, hastened to congratulate his worthy principal, "'and never was so much moving joy seen as this honest hearted steward ran over with. "'I did a foolish thing in my joy. "'I gave Mr. B. the letter designed for him, "'had an unhappy event followed. "'And he won't return it, but says "'he will obtain Mrs. B.'s leave "'when she is better to open it. "'And the happier turn will augment "'his thankfulness to God and love to her "'when he shall by this means "'be blessed with sentiments so different "'from what the other case would have afforded. "'Mrs. B. had a very sharp time. "'Nevermore, my dear papa, "'talk of a husband to me. "'Place all your expectations on Nancy.' Not one of these men that I have yet seen is worth running these risks for. But Mr. B.'s endearments and tenderness to his lady, his thankful and manly gratitude and politeness when he was admitted to pay his respects to her, and his behaviour to Mrs. Andrews and to us all, though but for a visit of ten minutes, was alone worthy of all her risk. "'I would give you a description of it, had I Mrs. B.'s pen,' and of twenty agreeable scenes and conversations besides. But, for want of that, must conclude with my humble duty, as becomes, honoured sir and madam, your ever-grateful Polly Downford. End of Letter Sixty